there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am, believe it or not, Mr. Warren Hayes, and it's a Friday afternoon. This is the third stream that I do this week. Three, trois, tres streams all in a row, or not quite exactly in a row. I did the usual show on Thursday last evening where I talk about all sorts of stuff and you can watch that on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Then on on Tuesday, had some All Out predictions because All Out is happening this weekend. But you know what else is happening this weekend? NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. That's happening in the UK in Cardiff. (laughs) And we're going to talk predictions and and who better than to have the premier Brit Ress fan in the world? I'm going there, Laura. Laura Morrow is with me. How you doing, Laura? How am I supposed to live up to that, Warren? Honestly. Oh, come on. I mean, it's just it's it's just hype, right? <laughs> okay, I can do hype. I can do hype. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm very good, thank you very much. Good evening to you and to everyone else who's like and, and- on there YouTube. you go, because we do have people who are ju- jumping in into the live chat because, because if you're not listening to this live, I do these things live on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And we've got fantastic people joining us in the chat right now. We have Ryan Smith who's here, Kristen Ashley. Kristen Ashley, I mean, we could spend, Obviously, we, we could spend a half hour just talking oh. about her. We should do that one time. Uh, let's do that sometime. Let's do that sometime. <laughs> Uh, uh, John JPQ, big pause on a pup from the No Particular Angle podcast is here as well. CM Phil as well. Look, and people are filing in. It's fantastic. If you haven't had the chance to join the Mr. Warren Hayes Show Live, you should because the chat is really, really cool. It's a good place to come have uh, to come have a nice little wrestling talk as we discuss a whole bunch of stuff. So youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. On your podcast application, you just look for Mr. Warren Hayes. There, that's all you need. That's that. I, I mean, okay, maybe listen to JPQ's podcast, but that that's only because he showed up. That I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, all, the, all those other podcasters. Never mind. Conrad, who? Chris Jerebro? What? I don't know who these people are. Oh, Tom Colohue just jumped in. How you doing, Tom? And Carlos, my boy, Carlos. Carlos, good friend of the show. All right, so. Um, takeover Cardiff happening this week. I'm, and you know, just before we actually get in here, and I know Laura, first and foremost, you, like I'm not exaggerating. You are a wrestling fan. You are you are going to be attending a wrestling show this weekend. It won't be Cardiff. You're going to Royal Quest, right? I am going to Royal Quest. Yeah, it's my it's it's more local. Cardiff's a long way from me, so. Yeah. You know, and Royal Quest kind of happened first. So it was, you know, I just, whatever the first ticket that came out, I was there. It, it did pop up first. Um, so <laughs> uh, so you'll be heading over there to see some New Japan. Um, Okada's retaining, right? My heart wants Suzuki to win, but yeah, Okada's retaining, let's be honest. They're not going to give that away. Not, not in Britain. No, it's not going to happen? You don't think so? Nah. Oh, well. No, I, I want it to. I want it to so badly. I would love to see Suzuki holding the belt. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get my dream. <laughs> not, not this time. Not this All time. Right. But, but it's it's going to be a fantastic match. I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good anyway. And, and I'm actually kind of jealous that you get to see it. But that, you know, that's just between you and me. 
um, but, uh, but, but why don't you tell us, just in case someone new is popping up and they're like, oh, who's this? Who, uh, who is this person here? Why did Warren invite this person on? Why don't you tell us a little uh, bit, uh, a bit about yourself? What do you do, Laura? What do I do? That's a very broad question. So <laughs> I, obviously I watch a lot of wrestling, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be here. Right. Um, I, I write about wrestling, which is great. You know, someone actually trusts me to write about wrestling. Awesome. I write about things that aren't wrestling. Uh, I write horror stories as well. Uh, and I talk about wrestling. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wrestling related stuff going on in my life. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and, and I'm again, really glad that you, uh, that you took the time out of your evening to come here and, uh, and, and we're going to get to it. Let's just get to it. We, 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 we were, we last talked about NXT UK together when Blackpool popped up and that's you, right. We're yeah. here on the show, uh, talking about Blackpool, take over Blackpool, man. There's a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff that happened, uh, leading up to, uh, to take over Blackpool, uh, of course, the establishment of the brand. When you think about it, the brand is just about a year old. It it like was a f- yeah yeah. It was around this time of year last year that they started uh that they started broadcasting NXT UK TV shows. Uh, right, we, yeah. So it's not that old, really. It's still a yeah, baby in wrestling terms. And then a little later on, you know, in the fall, late fall, started hearing about, oh, how the WWE contracts were getting a little stiffer and how, you know, some mm-hmm. talent wouldn't be able to move as freely as uh, uh, as as before. You know, they obviously climbed down on Pete Dunne while on Mustache Mountain. British Strong Style, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, grabbed those, uh, they grabbed those boys. Jordan Devlin. There's a few of them like that. The women, Tony Storm as well. Um... However, you know, and then people started, well, we got a little excited and was like, hey, it's going to be the end of the British Indies. And then we do that over here. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We love, a good, we love a good doom prediction. But to be fair, just a couple of months ago was announced uh, Defiant Wrestling, formerly WCPW Wrestling, uh, is shutting down. Uh, Pro Wrestling Chaos announced that uh, they were going to be shutting down. They were going to have their last show in February. Um, mm-hmm. What's going on, Laura? what's going on um so i i i actually watched uh, the the cares pro wrestling guys they put out a video on facebook and it's quite interesting because the it seems like the major issue is money mm-hmm. which isn't a massive surprise uh it's you know and I, I i do wonder how much of it is wrestling related and how much of it is kind of related to the general british kind of economy political scene you might be aware that we're having a little bit of political turmoil over here right now well, i keep <laughs> and i keep hearing <laughs> i keep hearing about this thing called brexit but to me it's just like sasquatch people talk that's it, that's it. people sort of they mention they talk about seeing it but no one never really sees it so we're hoping that we never really see it. We're hoping that it stays like a lot less monster, just, you know, unseen below the waters. But um, yeah, so there's, I think that there is an element of that, but uh, money is a big problem. And I think Dan Reed of Eve uh, was, was tweeting about this recently. And one of the things that he pointed out is that when you've got companies like, like WWE and NXT running shows in a thousand seat venues, their tickets are quite expensive, you know, particularly compared to the rest of right. the UK indie scene. And right now in Britain, disposable income is not is not what it was, you know, particularly in in terms of the scenes heyday. So you're looking at people who have got less money to spend on wrestling, um, a wider choice of wrestling to choose from. Yeah. 
Uh, and, you know, choosing NXT UK uh, realistically means you're probably not going to be able to afford to see other indie shows because you just haven't got the money for it. Right. Not just NXT either. You know, you've got, you know, New Japan are coming here as well, which is which is a huge thing. You know, it's their first major show in the UK. Um, but money is a big issue. And I think uh, also you've got WWE waving contracts at wrestlers completely understandably you've got wrestlers flocking to those contracts they've got job security they've got more money than they could ever get on the indies so there's just no ability to compete and that's the other kind of issue is that talent is being taken out of the indies faster than it can fill back up again and some promotions are handling that fine some promotions are really not handling that very well at all and i think that's that's what put defiant down for sure um it's I, I don't think it's the end of the, of, of Britress. I think that's like that's premature. It could I'm not saying it's it can't be. It could be. We I think we just need to see what happens in the next year. But there are still a few promotions that are pretty healthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Like, um, well, you know, you, you you mentioned you mentioned Dan Reed and Eve. Eve is still uh, is still doing well. That's well, at least as far as far as we can tell, you know, they're still running shows, <laughs> uh, still very high profile people that uh, are, are showing up there, like uh, they just announced it for their September show, right? They're getting Mercedes Martinez, Mar- excuse me, Mercedes Martinez versus Ginny, who is an NXT UK uh, signee. So that's good. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we, 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 we still hear, and, and I know it's not strictly, it's, I know, I know OTT is Irish. It's not, it's not British per se, but yeah, it, it- under the umbrella though kind yeah, of yeah you know. you know but you know there's definitely some irish folk that if you said you know we're part of a british anything they wouldn't i'm allowed to say that i'm irish okay. it's fine <laughs> I'm, I'm my... um but uh <laughs> like i know that um you know ott is doing well uh, as well you know so yeah. there is it seems to me that there is still part of the scene that's that's okay or dare i say flourishing for sure. And you've got you've got promotions like Riptide in Brighton who are quietly chugging away and doing their thing. And their thing is, you know, and I think so for me, I think the key is who is offering something different, either offering something different. They're offering something that, you know, NXT UK for all the depth of their women's roster. And it is a deep roster and not really utilizing, in my opinion, are not really utilizing the women they've mm-hmm. got anywhere near as well as obviously Eve being an all women's promotion. But they, you know the focus they put on their roster and the 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 passion for it is evident in every show that you go to you've got riptide who are doing uh you know it's hard to describe what riptide does but riptide are just kind of out there doing things that wwe probably are hamstrung you know they wouldn't be allowed to do certain things that riptide are doing they wouldn't be allowed to have certain stars that riptide have got and then you've got rev pro rev pro's big selling point is that they've got a connection with um uh and new mm-hmm. japan so I think all of these guys are doing things that WWE aren't or cannot do. And that's the key to their continued success as I see it. Yeah, absolutely. And one could even argue that the the, the Rev Pro connection with New Japan is uh, really does elevate. I mean, just the fact that the British Heavyweight Championship was featured at Bloody Wrestle Kingdom last right. year and, 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 or this year i mean and at, at royal quest tomorrow it's uh zach saber jr and versus tanahashi for the british area which, which is which wild that's absolutely wild stuff so you know it's clear that it's recipro- very reciprocal which is 
really, really good for us. I think it's fantastic. I, I honestly do. I think personally, it's probably the best move that uh, it's probably the best move that any indie promotion could do just to, yeah. you know, get friendly with a um, with, with a promotion. And you can tell New Japan is really, really, really into it. And I, I even I'd even go as yeah. far as to say that. New Japan's, I don't want to turn this into a New Japan discussion either, but I feel it feels like, especially since the elite have gone, feels like New Japan has been focusing a lot more on the British market and saying, okay, well, you know what? Never mind. Omega, uh, the Jacksons, they're all gone. That's fine. Uh, mm. Yes, they're still running shows in the US, but I feel like they're, uh, 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 you know, their marquee, their marquee gaijin talent right now is British. And, yeah, and, for sure. And I think No, go ahead. No, no, that's it. That, you know. <laughs> no. I think I think that Rev Pro have come at a really good time because they've clearly kind of stepped into a void left behind by Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which obviously is not to Ring of Honor's no. benefit, but Rev Pro have really kind of stepped up and provided stars that Ring of Honor really weren't doing, particularly after the Elite and Cody and Kenny Omega, after they all kind of jumped ship. Uh, absolutely and um, you know there was still that there there still was a ring of honor connection with those guys as well or at least in the minds of of fans uh but anyway uh, I, you know i'm glad to i i i'm glad to 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 get the pulse here and see you know that it's not all doom and gloom yes there i mean it was inevitable that some would fall by the wayside one would even argue that defiance problems that started a little before anything called NXT UK was probably NXT UK was probably the nail in the coffin, but um, you know just really really quickly like WCPW especially when it's when it started uh, under the what the, the official what culture banner. I mean they brought in that what that's where most of us were introduced to Joe Henry. Uh, to right, uh, I think Zach Gibson also started in WCPW if I remember rightly, and I think I think Jordan Devlin kind of became well known through he, them as well. He so. did get some matches there, and then they brought on they brought in Kurt Angle, you know, before he had been brought back to WWE. Uh, they they had Rey Mysterio wrestle there, like it was something special, and it just feels like mismanagement that ultimately mm. contributed to it. I think British wrestling is quite cyclical as well. So this has happened before. I think if you've been sort of on the Brit rest scene for a while, this is this is not a new thing. You know, we had FWA was kind of the big Brit rest promotion for a few years and that kind of went down. So I think this is this did history repeating itself. But as you say, I think NXT is kind of the nail in the coffin that, you know, the, the key difference yeah. here. Yes. But I think it would have happened anyway. Shoes off for Gibson. Yes, sorry. Yes, Carlos Carlos, Carlos calls for the, <laughs> the shoes off. Of course, whenever you talk about Zach Gibson, and we'll have a chance to talk about Zach Gibson because we're going to start talking about the card. The card in it about itself. Let's uh, let's start predicting things. It's been a it's been a it's been a few months since the uh, since Blackpool. I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of the talent have found a little more footing. You feel you, you get a better understanding of who. WWE see as their stars in here, of course, since then, yeah. Valter's been added, uh, Fabian Aikner and uh, Marcel Bartel have become a, a tag team, well, the whole Imperium mm -hmm. thing in and about itself is fantastic, but we'll get into all of that, yeah. we'll, go, well, let's start breaking this down, first and foremost, the first match we're going to talk about is a singles match, Travis Banks versus Noam Dar, Travis Banks was scheduled to be on the original TakeOver Blackpool uh, couldn't be there, uh, was taken out due to a legit injury that took him out for a few months. 
Uh, we got Finn Balor popping up instead. I mean, that's a fair, 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 fair trade. trade. Um, and uh, but uh, basically, he's getting his match this time. It does feel like a hey, you know what, Travis? We really thank you for everything. Sucks that you missed the first time. Here's your payday this time. It kind of feels like that. However, the work that he's been putting in with Noam Dar is fantastic. Noam Dar, when he gets to actually be a dickhead, he is mm -hmm. fantastic. He he is a top level swine, Noam Dar. I love him. He's uh, I can't even I can't imagine him as a babyface. Maybe he'd be really good. At it, I don't know, but he's just so smarmy and so dislikable that I I kind of love him for it. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, it does feel like it's a match that's been tacked on at the last minute, but I'm okay with that because I like Noam Dar. And as you say, he gets his chance to shine as, as as a dickhead. And I love Travis Banks. And I was, as much as I loved, I loved, loved having Finn Balor last time, I was a little bit disappointed that we had no Travis Banks. And I, I want him to get the opportunity to shine. I think he, I do think he's potential main event yeah. talent. And I really hope that this is his time to kind of prove that he is potential main he event talent. He had a fantastic uh, run during the the uh, second UK tournament last, uh, in June, 2018. Yeah. Like he, he went all the way against Zach Gibson. Yeah. He, and he could, yeah, that, that last, that last match, it could have gone either way. I really, I really could not predict who was going to take it. You know, it's, and they, either of them would have deserved it. They were both fantastic. Um, yeah, Travis, but I think it was bad timing for Travis Banks. Obviously, he, he got injured shortly after that, didn't really have a chance to bed in. And he's kind of a bit late to the party. Uh, but I do think he's got the ability to kind of to to slot in uh, if if he's given the time. And I, I hope that this is intended as a kind of miniature showcase of of what I, he can do and how he can. Slot I agree. In. And I, I really do think, excuse me again, <clears throat> I really do think that. NXT management, whoever they are, not Johnny Saint. Uh, I really do believe. I really do believe that they uh, that they really like um, that they really really like uh, uh, um, Travis Banks because they put him uh, in a program with with Walter. Yes, he was fed to him, right? But nonetheless, you know, they feel that he's yeah, it, credible it, it, enough to, to be put there. Yeah, they, they could have fed anyone to him, but they fed Travis Banks and they fed him to him in such a way that I think the thing with Walter is it's not necessarily uh, make doesn't necessarily make you look weak to lose to him because he is such a presence. Mm -hmm. And they gave they gave Travis Banks some credibility. You know, he looked like somebody who was defiant and who could hold his own. Um yeah, I think they do see something in him. And I think, I think as I recall, he was one of the sort of the, if not the first, then he was in certainly in the first wave of people that they picked yeah, up. He was, he absolutely was. Uh, chat, let us know who you think is going to win this one. Noam Dar or Travis Banks. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with Phil here. It's Banks's takeover debut. I know it's, I, I think I think they're going to give it to him. I, I hope they're going to give. No, 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 no shade on Noam Dar. He's great, but yeah, I I I I have a tendency to concur. It would make sense. It would make sense for mm. for Travis Banks to get the win, especially after taking the loss from from Walter. And if they want to give him momentum and continue to make him a credible star, well, there's no reason in having him take another big loss. They they do seem to yeah. be putting a lot of stock into him. And you know what? Noam Dark can, he can take the losses because he's just a dick. 
<laughs> and it's great because it just gives Noam Dorm more to be a dick about. So, you know, it, it, it's win-win, there really. You go. There you go. Before we move on to the other match, um, have I told you my theory about uh, about Johnny Saint? <laughs> I think I know it, but please, for my, the benefit of the audience. Please. Yeah, because I talk about it a lot on, on my Fightful Select review that I do on uh, on Fightful Select every, one, every, every Wednesday. But Johnny Saint... We barely see him on TV anymore. All we see is the assistant to the general manager, Sid Scala. And he, he's been doing a lot of the promo work. He's been coming out and, and talking and saying, and saying Johnny Saint has decided. And it's like, well, where is Johnny Saint? Where the hell is Johnny Saint? And I think, I think Sid Scala has kidnapped Johnny Saint and is keeping him in a hole in his basement, feeding him <laughs> well, saltines and warm lemonade to keep him well, we don't have basements and we don't have saltines here. But apart from that, I think your theory okay, is sound. Well, well, what's the equivalent? Like, what would be the equivalent like, of a cracker? Just like something stale? And... A cracker, Ritz, Ritz crackers. Oh, okay. well, yeah, stale crackers. Okay, well, you see, I, see, if I were kidnapping someone, I wouldn't give them Ritz crackers. They're a little too expensive. Uh, but that being said, <laughs> so, so he keeps him in there because Sid kind of likes the power. He likes to feel like he's yeah. in control. And then once in a while, he'll pull Johnny Sane out. It's like, okay, we haven't seen you in a couple of weeks and don't you dare say a goddamn thing, you know? And he doesn't say a goddamn thing. He just says the lines that he's fed, <laughs> it, that he's fed and then he just stands there and like, mm, he's got this look on his face like somebody help me call the police kind of thing. <laughs> I swear. That so what you're saying is that Sid Scalar is, 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 is a criminal mastermind. Absolutely. And he's got mad with power. He, exactly. He's just, he's reveling in the, in the, in the power that he has. And he keeps it. Oh yeah. Johnny Saint decided it, you know? And then, and then people can like, oh, well, can we talk to Johnny? Oh, he's unavailable right now. Quite, a, quite sorry. He's taking he's a nap. Sorry. <laughs> Granddad's having a nap. Granddad's tired. <laughs> All right. I, I, honestly, if that ever becomes canon, I'm going to flip out here first we've got it yeah, on video and i'm going to i'm going to request a royalty check you can be sure about that <laughs> all right uh let's let's do let's move on to the next match here uh talking about <clears throat> joe coffee versus dave mastiff it's going to be a last stand last stand manding match uh that's that's a johnny satism if ever i heard one here I am. His four man fight. See, see that, that's that's <laughs> karma right there don't make fun of old man warren there you go Johnny Saint is like, what's the word? He's, it's transference. He's he's being heard through you. He's going to ask for help in a minute. <laughs> he's, he's developing his other senses. He's doing some astral projecting now. <laughs> yeah, that's the astral projection. That's what I meant. Um, so, uh, so this stems from uh, a couple of encounters that they had in one particular match on NXT UK where uh, they both got counted out. They were just slugging mm -hmm. into each other in a really fun match. I thought it was a good brawl. Um, was a good setup to this match. And I mean, other other than the idea that these are two thick gentlemen who, who <laughs> want to show, who want to be the, I get the thickest. There's no real story to yeah, this. The thickest boy. Right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just for fun, isn't it? it? And who among us can say that we're above watching two large slabs of beef slab it off in the middle of a ring I, I i'm here for it personally yeah, absolutely i want to see two trucks just smash into each other repeatedly joe coffee uh if we if we go back to nxt blackpool joe coffee was in the main event against pete dunn he had been built up as a major major threat to pete dunn 
Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Dave Mastiff was in a feud with um, Eddie... Eddie Dennis. Oh, we've lost Warren. <laughs> <laughs> See, John, the, the ghost of Johnny Saint has come to just clearly, wreck everything. It's, it's, clearly Johnny Saint is, uh, is trying to tell me something. He does not approve of your theory, Johnny Saint. Here, let's just set this up real quick. <laughs> but, okay, well, why don't, you, why don't you tell us about... Here. Hi. Uh, while, while I set my camera back up. Yeah, so basically Dave, Dave Mastiff was uh, was in a feud with um, with Eddie um, Eddie Dennis. The demon headmaster, yeah. He was, he was, I believe, is injured right he now. He is injured right now. Um, and yeah. um, Mastiff didn't have, they didn't have that great a match. Uh, Joe Coffey mm. looked fine with Pete Dunne, but I don't think it lived up to any lofty expectations. So okay. you you both have I I feel we both have two guys that have something to prove here in this match. Yeah, and it's I don't, I don't know what exactly they're going to prove out of this because it is. I mean, they're going to prove they can hit each other really really hard with really really big hands, and that's fine. It's I don't know. I think it's just getting them back on the radar, isn't yeah. it? I think I feel like it's that's the, the the primary purpose of this is just to be like, hey, these dudes—they're really, really fun when they smack each other really, really hard, which is great. You know, you don't need to have deep, meaningful storylines in all of your matches. You know, it's it's interesting that both both of the opening matches are very low stakes outside of just you know a grudge. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, no. I think that's okay. Yeah, I, I think it's okay too. I mean, the, the, the stakes, like you said, the stakes being low, but at, sometimes you just want people to, you just want your guys to, yeah. uh, to, to, to start smacking each other around, right? I'm, I'm, I'm totally here for that. That's that's all, all I want from this. I, I don't expect anything from this match except to just enjoy it. You know, and that's... I, I, I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. And actually, that is one thing that I think Britrest does very well is that it has a match on there that uh, you have matches that have no purpose other than just to get the crowd excited. Exactly. Great. And and uh, and like I said, you know, at the uh, the the brawl that they had a couple of weeks ago on NXT UK, it was fun. It was fun. And Great fun. so Terrific if fun. they decide to uncork, just kick it up a notch. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And and by the way, chat, let us know who you think. Because now chat is going crazy over the fact that my camera fell. Because <laughs> because of course that's what they're going to focus on. So I'm going to reclaim some order here. Tell us who you think is going to win. Battle of Warren versus the camera. <laughs> Who's going to? Who do you think is going to win over Dave Mastiff? Uh, Dave Mastiff or Joe Coffey? Um, and and again to your point, you know, there's a very New Japan feel about you know the, this, these types of matches that I like where. You know, Tomohiro Ishii and John Moxley didn't need a story. You know, no. just, we knew what we were getting ourselves into, and and it still might be one of the best matches of the absolutely. G1. So that's sometimes that's really all we need. The big question is: is who who's going to win, Laura? Because I these are, in my opinion, I like I said, I feel like one of these two. I feel like these two guys have something to prove. They have to, they, mm-hmm. because uh, their last big matches didn't quite live up to expectations. I feel they both have something really, really important to to get out of this. Who do you put over here? Coffee or Mastiff? 
my feeling is that coffee needs it more because just because the the disappointing match was such a big match to to disappoint mm-hmm. in uh but i think it's going to be mastiff because he's so kind of quietly popular um yeah. Yeah, I think I think I do think coffee needs it more, but my money's on Mastiff. I I'm going to go with Joe Coffee because I think just because of the fact that exactly like you said, I think his last big outing was a bit of a disappointment. He's the head of a stable, you know that the Gallus boy. Yeah. So I think he needs to stay really yeah. really credible. Uh, and I think I think this is one of these matches that both guys are going to end up looking really really strong because no one no one needs to be pinned here. No one needs to submit. They just exactly. have to die. <laughs> that's, all to they, die. <laughs> that's all they have to do. Um, in the chat, uh, we have Mastiff going over. I can see uh, Tom Collar, who first says uh, that the, the camera is going over. Yeah, well, it, as as it was proven, you know, unless it's two out of three falls, in which case you can, you can, you know, t- try your hand against it a second and, time. And uh, Tom says, I can see Mastiff winning and walking into a Haas match with Walter. Yes. Give us that. Hose <laughs> me down right now. So we're in disagreement. You feel that it's going to be Dave. I feel it's going to be Joseph. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I'll be sure to tweet out to you that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> NXT UK Tag Team Championship is going to be on the line. The grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake. The champions are going to be defending in a triple threat match. Between Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster and the remaining members of Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Um, Gibson, Zach Gibson, is a godsend. He is... I thought you were going to say he's a god and I would agree with well, that too. But yes, he is a godsend. <laughs> he's... Uh, there's been a lot of talk over the past few days about tag teams in WWE, right? Um, and how they're misrepresented and how it always seems like they don't care about it. There's a fair argument to be made that no one really cares about the tag team division in NXT UK either. But Zach Gibson, goddamn, he cares a lot. <laughs> he cares so much. I actually think, uh, I think you're right, that I don't know how much people care about the tag division, but I do think the tag division is fairly well handled in NXT UK compared to the other uh, the other shows oh, and sure. I do think the Grizzled Young Vets are a major part of that Zach Gibson is just I mean like James Drake doesn't even need to be there you know <laughs> we just just give us Zach Gibson and you know he, he, he can take on both of them he's he's just he's the whole show you know I've never seen a heat machine so efficient and so well primed I was I was introduced to Zach Gibson during the the UK tournament last year and the, right. the heat that this, like the audience, they all knew who he was and they all hated and they all had his, they all had custom chants for him. So the yeah. minute I saw that, I was like, who is this guy? I went on YouTube, started looking for stuff and, I'm, and I got into him. I think he's fantastic. He is He's amazing. He's. I mean, I was at. I was at the UK tournament. Uh, I. I was there when when the shoes came off and my shoe came <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> he just taps into, and this is. I was always kind of a little bit skeptical as to whether NXT UK would tap into 
the Brit rest, Brit rest core, you know, uh, and Zach Gibson proves that they do know what they're doing and they do know who their target audience is because he taps into a peculiarly British hatred of Liverpool. And okay, see, I, I, I didn't know this. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's. I, mean, not, I won't go too far into it, but for some weird reason, ninety-five percent of Britain hates <laughs> Liverpool and hates the Scousers. So there is that element. It's partly football related as well. Uh, but he just and he he rolls with it and he absorbs it and he exudes it and he's just he's masterful. You know, he's he's he is the perfect example of a masterful heel in my opinion and it just shows as well that you don't need to be you don't need to be controversial you don't need to say awful things you just need to know who your character is and 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 play play on it absolutely and he does a fantastic job with him like you said you know james drake all he does is just stand there and scowl he's got the that's all he needs it's the best gig in wrestling (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just stand there with your nice combed hair look a little bit angry let zach gibson do exactly. everything and i like how they've been they've been coming out in suits recently you know like for for a past few months <laughs> and zach gibson is always he's got this nice like fitting suit perfect shoes while james drake has like a plaid you know he's got a plaid suit on yeah, and yeah. he's his hair's still a bit wild and he, it's it's really good i like the details of this team but they really are the tag division if we're being if we're being completely honest. They are. Yeah, I mean there are a few uh, you, you've got you've got like Mustache Mountain and you've got the hunt. uh I can't remember what the Welsh guys are called now. What are the Welsh guys called? Uh the Welsh subculture. Or are they going with that something? for real the sub the I hope not because it's the terrible sub- but Welsh sub the sub Welsh subculture sub- something like that. Yeah, that whatever it is it's awful and I hope they rethink it yeah you've got the hunt as you said uh and you've got uh well imp- you know bartell and eichner i i, I feel like <sighs> that's true they should be using those guys way more because they're one of the best tag teams on the show yeah they're so good i understand why they're not using them yet i think imperium need time to kind of become part of everything so i get you know what don't don't play your trump card straight away because yeah. you know i think but to, to to bring in my prediction slightly early here, I don't think either either of the teams in the in the match are going to take it from the Grizzled Young really? Vets. I think we may see Eichner and Bartel do that in the future. And take it off the the take it off Gibson and Drake. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Let us know, chat, who you think is going to win this one. See, I'm a little. This is what I'm thinking um, because um, look, they're playing up the fact that they're going that they're in Wales that. Mm-hmm. Mandrews and Webster, their their hometown boys. That's why I think it's gonna they're gonna lose because they do love a hometown loss. They do, but uh, and they are they are super. But the, I guess they are super duper underdogs, which and they're likable. Could especially they are likable, but I mean I find Mandrews extremely irritating if I'm honest. But <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I, I like well you know. The the minute his the minute his theme his theme song ends and he stops doing the the silly wave thing with his arms there I'm I'm okay with him yeah I hate yeah. that I yeah. hate I don't like no his band so I'm bad. very glad that his band has the, uh, the theme song for NXT UK Cardiff and I mean you know I, it's cool that Triple H is like hey you know we'll just we'll, you know let's give some money back to the family kind of thing I'm cool with that but Man Junior yeah. is not for me. That's n- <laughs> not my speed. No. Um, this, this is how see, we, you mentioned Bartel and, 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 and Aikner. Um, 
this is I think the baby faces win here. I, I I and I think they do go on and they do and they lose to Eichner and Bartel. Right. That's yeah, that's I can see that happening. I think the the, the thing that Mandrews and uh, and um, Webster have got in common is that or got not in common got uh, got going for them. Sorry, is that they're extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, they you know, they are doing some really cool kind of you know the the, the high paced the, the the you know the the flippy shit if sure, you like sure. uh, no not many people are doing that right now in NXT UK so you know it's they've got something unique to right. offer absolutely I don't know I think the vets are going to you think keep the vets it? are going to keep it I think and yeah. you know and this is just like very personal and very very fanboyish of me but I think I think you have to get Zach Gibson out of the tag division. And you got to put him back into a singles yeah. role because he's he's yeah. too good. He's too too good as a single star, as a heel, like for some instant real heat. Ugh. Yeah. Oh sure. But they need to give him something to go for, and I don't think he's ready to get back into the title, the, the top title no. scene yet. So I I don't want them to, to to pull him out until he's got something to do. Because the worst thing in the world would be for Gibson just to float, you know, meander without a use. That would be. Awful. I agree. That that I I I 100% concur with you. You're absolutely right. So I think we're in disagreement again, Laura. Oh, what what's happened to this to this Commonwealth politeness link that I, we had? It's just falling apart. It's just falling apart. However, controversy creates cash, right? Um, right. So they say. <laughs> so they say. Um, we have um, we have people saying that the grizzle. Most people are saying that the grizzled young veterans are going to retain. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Again, we'll talk about it over over Twitter over the next couple of days. Um, We're uh, down to the last two matches of the card already. We're going to talk about the NXT UK Women's Championship. Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. (sighs) On any... (laughs) On any other indie show, People would be tearing their hair out at the thought of this mm-hmm. match. Why are we not excited, Laura? It's so. How are they going to top? Uh, so, Kay- Kaylee Ray was Tony Storm's first opponent as when she was Progress Champ, right? And they had an absolute killer match. It was phenomenal. I, I think people watching are aware of that match. Not everyone, but I think a lot of people watching are aware of that match. And I think. The question is, how how are they going to top that? And I think also, like I said earlier on, I think considering that the uh, the women's division on NXT UK is as deep as it is, and uh, is you know, and as good as it is, there's so many good wrestlers. It's very underbaked, and I think Tony Storm's reign as champ has been very underwhelming. Oh, I'm so is- glad you brought that up. It's almost as if we talked about it before coming on air. <laughs> Oh, we're just this is synchronization. It's crazy. Um, I'm I am very very disappointed in how Tony Storm's run as champion has been handled. I don't think she should have taken it off Rhea Ripley at Blackpool. I think they should have dragged that one out a little more because I really do think that there was some good. There was some good, uh, let's call it money, even though you know what I mean. There's there was good yeah. money in giving us a third match in this and really having Tony Storm yeah. get the chase because I really think that's that's where she excelled. 
Yeah, and they had incredible chemistry. But, mm-hmm. you know, the the Rhea is such an amazing heel and Tony is a very, very good foil to Rhea's heel. They work very well you, together. Because yeah, um, uh, Tony Storm, she's essentially, like, she's the purest of pure baby faces, right? Yeah, sure. She, and she's usually extremely good at it. So it feels off that it hasn't clicked this time around. And and, and the thing is, is that you can't, it's not even on, it's not even on her. It's, no, it's, I think it's on her. It's the, di- exactly. It's the direction that they, that they put us in because I mean, you, you said it yourself. The, the women's roster is ridiculously deep. They've got some incredibly talented women on that roster. And I think Tony has defended her title, what, four times some, since she won uh, it? Just about. Like she that? defended it against Ginny in a nothing match. She defend, which is, again, yeah. cuckoo. What a waste. What a waste. You've got Ginny right there, one of the best heels, uh, one of the best heels in the business, in my and, opinion. And a but... storied feud that they have as well. A, yeah, a sure. very well-documented, exciting storied feud. You have Nina Samuels that she just... Okay. Yeah, if you want to talk amazing heels. Nina Samuels, so I've got a real beef with the way that Nina Samuels is in NXT UK because, you know, if you watch her in Eve, she is the heel. You know, she is, her craft as a heel is unmatched. And yet in NXT UK, she's so watered down. She's given so little time. She's given so little material. And it just, you know, the, the mind boggles that they've got they've got this gold in Nina Samuels and they just don't use her. And, and and there's no, there's no proper reason. Like there's no good reason for them to not be doing this or at least be building the women again so that when storm does challenge them, it does feel like a threat because there's a difference between yeah. commentary saying, Oh, this is Tony storm's biggest challenge yet. And feeling that it's Tony storm's biggest challenge yeah. yet. And not only that, Laura, and this is not a knock on the women because I understand the inner the the ins and outs of wrestling, especially in WWE. Not only have the matches been un uh, uh, I, what was the word you lo- you used undercooked under underbaked underbaked. I've been watching the Bake Off. <laughs> the, the matches were underbaked, but the matches in about themselves mm. they were they're very very stale. Yeah, they are. They're, it makes me wonder what the thought behind these matches are or whether they were just kind of like thrown together at the last minute almost because it feels like there's just been barely any thought. But then again, the it's, that's the thing is if you put, even if it's like, hey, you know what, uh, Tony, Ginny, next, uh, next week, you guys, we're going to put you in a match. They've mm-hmm. wrestled so many times together. They don't yeah. have to sit down and, and, and set out a flow chart, you know. Yeah. They're... They should be able to pull off a, a, a match, a, a, an excellent match in their sleep, shouldn't they? But the, you know, the chemistry they've got with the experience they've got with each other. So what is missing? Um, I think uh, uh, CM Phil is actually in, in the chat has uh, pointed something out and it's the programs that are a major yeah. issue. There's no, uh, even though it's a title match, where are the stakes? You've just, it feels random. You've just got this. This week, Ginny is annoyed with Tony Storm. Why? Tell us the story. What is the what is the history here? What's Ginny's beef? Why do we care? We haven't really been given a reason to care about any of and it. If we bring this back to to, to Kaylee Ray now, I remember when when they mm-hmm. had her debut. The uh, commentary, I think, it was Nigel McGuinness was putting her over as the female Sabu, right? Saying like she's mm-hmm. nuts, she's crazy. She's done nothing crazy on NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. Like, essentially, thank goodness I've seen some of her matches because I know what she's yeah. about. Otherwise, anyone who's new to this, who doesn't, who who is here to discover who Kaylee Ray is, 
is going to be like, what's so special about her? I haven't seen anything. She probably has wrestled. I think, honestly, she's wrestled two matches, one of them being a singles match. And oh, no, she wrestled three because she did one at Worlds Collide. Uh, yeah. uh, I think it was yeah. against Candice LeRae. And uh, she wrestled those two matches and she did that uh, six women tag match where she was uh, cowering from being in the ring at the same time as Tony Storm, which I hate. Yeah. I hate, hate, hate that kind of heel Yeah, it, heel. it just goes against everything you're trying to set up, doesn't it? It's, I mean, they've gone with this kind of, we were friends and you pushed everyone away and now I hate you. And it just, you know... It's such a dull basis for a rivalry. Give us more. Give us some. If Kaylee Ray's this crazy Sabu kind of character, then give us that. You know, give us this kind of mad, crazy woman that's going to smash everything. Have... Don't just give us this kind of this. And, and then this super weird kind of promo the week after, where Tony was being interviewed, and it seemed like she was kind of just had just woken up or something. It was all you I noticed, don't know. right? She looked. I mean, yeah. she looked like she was on something. You seem dazed. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I was trying to sort of skirt around that, but yeah, you're right. It looked I mean, like it's she pure was. pure speculation, you know, but it was, she was like, yeah. Uh, she was talking to Ratsy and she says, it's going to be a party, Ratsy. You got to put on your nice suit, you know? And then he started talking about Kaylee Ray, and then she sort of like got, all oh, right, I'm doing a promo. Uh, you know? Yeah. And that's that's not what Tony Storm is like. You know, again, if you if you hadn't seen her in the Indies or in any of the stuff she'd done before, you'd think, what? What's is this, the big deal? This is our champion? What the hell? Yeah. She's she's not had a chance to show herself. I, I think the only time she did get to show herself was when she was against Rhea Ripley. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. And and look at what they're doing with Rhea Ripley these days. <laughs> yeah, let's just ship her over to Ooh. NXT because you know they need more women on their roster. Yeah. And uh, and I mean I, I mean I'm okay with that. You know that they need credible opponents for Shayna. That's I fine. I wish they'd use people they've got. The my my issue is is that. You know, and this is kind of a, a broader issue with Brit Rest, and it kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier. It feels a little bit like WWE and NXT are just kind of like smash and grab in. Mm-hmm. Everyone smash and grab without thinking about how they're actually going to use them. So, like, we've got Kaylee Ray. She's a massive indie star. We've got Viper. She's a massive indie star. We've got Tony Storm. She's a massive indie star. What are we going to do with them? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. You know, same with NXT US. You know, you've got they've got they've got so many stars that are ready to kind of move forward. Candice LeRae, for God's sake, you know, you've got these, you've got, and they're bringing, you've got Chelsea Green that they're not even using. They, Deanna right. Parazzo I mean, that they're not even using and they're there. They're right there. And it's, it's so frustrating. Like, don't get me wrong. Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler is going to bang. Sure. It's going to be incredible. But, you know, why is Rhea Ripley not doing more in NXT UK? Why is she? Why does she just disappear? Why not use who you've already got? You've got this massive amount of talent, and they do some things right. You know, I think Zaya Brookside um, not long ago had a really cool match with Killer Kelly, and they're kind of building her up to be this really cool kind of uh, this kind of baby face. That's so they are doing things that are right, but then they just kind of drop the ball. You know, it's like they forget what they were doing, and uh, the, the writing is not there yet, is it? No, it's it's there's there's an issue. There's a problem there's just something that's like, but yeah. you know uh you know a uh, uh, it harkens back to a, i think it's the problem is a little more systematic than within just the nxt situation you know oh. a, a certain yeah. kristen ashley recently wrote an article published on fightful <laughs> yeah yes uh regarding uh regarding you know the uh, regarding uh, the use of women right now in WWE, you know, has there been an evolution? Use of women, right? 
you yeah. know? So when you start looking at it in that perspective, when you start t- scraping away at the sheen that everyone seems to have about NXT and it's, and it's women, then it's not quite as not quite as cute as it used to be, you know? No, and they were doing something right back in the day when they had Nikki Cross and they had Asuka and they had Ember Moon, they had the Iconics or, you know, uh, they weren't called that back then, but... They, they were doing Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. They, they were doing something right back then, but they've always had, I think they've always had an issue and it's an issue that happens on the main roster too. For some reason, they feel like they can only have one women's storyline at a time. Uh, and then everyone else just kind of floats around doing something and they might throw a match in every now and again. And it's just like, guys, you can have multiple women's storylines. Crazy. You know, women do do things separately. They don't kind of come as like a, as, as a homogenous mass that all had to do the same thing. And- it's, it's, And and the programs, if you want to give them programs, it's not all that hard. They're wrestlers. So just have them feud over wrestling things. It doesn't have to be about boyfriends or... Friendships. It's always friendships yes. or this kind of bitchy high school stuff. You've got you've got Ginny. You know, Ginny is made for non-title rivalries because she's just she's she's like the, the, the female equivalent. You know how we talk about Noam Dar is an amazing dickhead. Ginny is an amazing dickhead. She doesn't need a title mm-hmm. to be awful. So throw her in there, give her stuff to do. Um so there we go. I mean, uh, that look, <laughs> basically, we haven't said much about the match, but honestly, like if 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 they're given room, if they're given room to, to, to do what they have to do, this is going to be a great match. Yeah, I think it, it, the actual match itself could be brilliant if 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 the, the, the feeling is there and if the time is there. But what are the I, I'm just not that invested in the outcome. If I'm honest, which is sad, I should be. And honestly, I think Tony has to drop it because this, it, you need the shakeup. You just need you you need yeah. the you need the refresh the refreshment of a new champion at this point because it's been stale. It's been the the stalest. People thought Seth yeah. Rollins's run as Universal Champion just before uh, a few after WrestleMania, they thought that was bad. They thought Kenny Omega's run as IWGP Champion was bad. This is, there's nothing that came out of this. How do you screw Tony Storm up so badly? I just don't understand that. It, it takes a, it takes a heavy hand to mess Tony Storm up. She's she's ready made, yep. you know. She 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 comes as a package. You don't need to do it. You just wind her up and let yep. her go. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think Storm needs to drop it. I don't think they're going to be smart enough to make her drop it though. I don't think so too. I really think they see her too much as the face of the division. But the division yep. needs. It doesn't need a face right now. It needs a shot no. in the arm. It doesn't need a shot in the arm. And I think if they let Kaylee Ray do her thing, she will be the shot in the arm. But my, my money's on Storm retaining, unfortunately. Um, uh, no shade on Storm, I think, is brilliant. But, as, you know, for all the reasons that we pointed out. <laughs> Tom in the chat says, without good opponents, everybody sinks. That's basically what happened to Danny on Game of Thrones, after all. <laughs> oh, man, I'm still not over that. But, yeah, you're totally right, dude. <laughs> And, you know, he's just pointed out that they won't build opponents, so Storm is hamstrung. That's it. That's the problem. You can't build your division around a baby face if there's no peril. Exactly. And and, and, I, and I think we can't stress it enough that 
and I say we, I'm speaking for you, Laura, but I know that we're in agreement on this. We, we're, we're aligned. I think this. so. Uh, this is not this is not on the women themselves. This is not their issue. This uh, is how they've been directed. This is creative booking, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's how it's how the the it's how the the run has been played out. That is the issue. It's just been an afterthought, I think, and it's just disappointing. You, you know, I should I. I should expect better from WWE, but I don't. <laughs> but you should. Ah, oh, I could rant on this for more for another seven minutes. Um, but that's the thing, and I think that I'll I'll get your final thought on this. But that's the thing, and that you nailed it. And this is something that I talk about a lot on my show. We expect a lot of WWE out of WWE, and we should because they are mm. the major leagues. They they right. are the gold. They're the one that everyone knows mm-hmm. about. They're the one who has, that's, it's the organization that has the history. It's the organization that won the war. We expect better out of them because they have the, just the bloody goddamn resources to do better. Right. Why aren't they doing more better? Than that, more than that, they're also the ones that are crowing about the women's evolution, the women's revolution. Look at all the work we've done. Look at everything we're doing for women's wrestling. Okay, you're saying a lot about what you're doing for women's wrestling, but where is the proof? You gave us evolution. Great. What else? You can't just give us one show, which, let's be honest here, was to make up for the Saudi stuff. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't a show in of itself. That was a sorry. That was an apology. You don't just give us that and then go, there you go. Be happy. We gave you a cake. No, the whole point is you're supposed to give us meals. You know, it's, exactly. You know, you can't just the women's evolution and then not follow up on it it doesn't work or then that way. send out tweets and oh we're we're at hyundai headquarters look at how look at how great we do in a male-dominated industry hyundai anyway yeah <laughs> um all right so moving on the main event nxt champion walter will be defending against tyler Bate, the first nxt UK champ. Well, it wasn't the NXT UK champion back then, but the first UK, it was the WWE UK championship back then. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. this history is still, pre- is still, is still preserved. He's still the first champ. He is still the first champ. Uh, even though everybody kind of remembers Pete Dunne's reign more for, you know, reasonably, it was an epic run. Uh, but this is going to be a good match. I really, I, I feel it in my bones. This is going to be a really good match. It's going to, this is going to be worth the whole card. I think just so. This match. I, I, I really, really do. Um, what can you say about uh, Tyler Bate that people haven't said over and over and bloody over again? He's a prodigy. He's just... It's just it, disgusting how talented that child is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's nobody that young should be that good at anything. When I was his age, I was too busy failing at everything. You know, exactly. Just fail at something, Tyler. Make us feel like normal, adjusted human beings, for God's just, sake. Have the, you know, <laughs> stop building up such huge thighs. You're making us all feel weird <laughs> about ourselves. His thighs are the size of my head. That's just not normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 incredible. He's years from now, we're going to look back on Tyler Bate, and I really feel like between him and Pete Dunne, we're going to we're going to look at them as the as as the golden stars in a golden era. I really do. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you know, there's so much so much that was built around both of those guys, and you know, putting the belt, putting the original, uh, having Bate win the original UK tournament was a big big deal. 
the matches that mm-hmm. he and Pete Dunne had in NXT after because that that was the only place that the belt was being defended, you know, because mm-hmm. they, 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 they definitely weren't going to put that on main roster. What are you talking about? You know, UK, who cares about that <laughs> shit? Who are these small men? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, but it's crazy when you think <clears throat> how long an illustrious Dunn's run has been and how everyone got behind it and how much Pete, uh, excuse me, Tyler Bate has changed even since then. He was so fresh faced and clean and, and even in his style of wrestling, he's, he's, uh, he's become a little rougher around the edges, not in the sense that he's, he's not polished. He is, but He's not quite as uh, he's a little dirtier in his offense. Yeah, he's not. He's not the good. The good little boy he was. What is he? He's grown up a little exactly. bit. Um, and I really like that. I think that's organic storytelling because you know he's growing up in this industry and he's growing up in this division, and it it fits. It fits the kind of experiences he's had because obviously you've seen there's, there's been a lot of really nice kind of moments where. There's been adversity between obviously him and Trent Seven as a team where he's had to kind of, you know, throw in the Mm -hmm. towel where he's had to make sacrifices. So I feel like a lot of the polish has come off and, you know, the scales have fallen from his eyes a little bit. You know, that youthful naivety. How how can that kind of persist in this division? It's 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 great storytelling, actually, I think you could only you could only hope that they're really viewing this on a long term basis because it has been really good. Um, as for, uh, as for Walter, well, again, we haven't, we haven't spoken since Blackpool. He popped up a couple of months before WrestleMania and, uh, he, you know, everyone saw him pop up and was like, well, that's, uh, that's the end of Pete Dunn's reign. And we were right. Um, it wasn't going to go anywhere. No, 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 yeah, absolutely not. And I mean, and I think it was wrong. You know, if you can, if Pete Dunne's going to take it, be, be, have his have his title taken away, it's going to have to be by somebody cartoonishly strong and you know larger than life kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was never going to be a fair. It was never going to be in a no. fair fight. No, absolutely not. And it, it's good that um, I mean, it, it, it was an interesting addition to the to the uh, to the uh, to NXT UK as well. You know, because. Because technically speaking, you know, he's not he's not a British wrestler, very European. You know, I had the same kind of thought when I saw them pick up uh, Ilya Dragunov. I was like, really? Okay, all right. You know, that's really really interesting, and and it adds a whole other dimension. You know, when we talk about you know the strong style of British wrestling, you know how different it is from 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 uh, from North American style. Walter, even though he's not British, he does have that exemplification of just being outright brutal. There's nothing classy about what he does. It's not about elegance. It's about beating the tar out of people. And and I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's about turning into raw meat. He kind of harks back to the uh, the original world of sport era where you just had these giants stomping about and hitting each other really, really hard. Uh, that kind of nostalgia. Obviously, like, brought up to date a little bit, uh, but he's also, you know, he's got that kind of New Japan, uh, the strong, as you mentioned, said, strong style. You know, he's, he's definitely belongs in the Ishii, uh, Suzuki yeah. kind of camp. I actually saw him against Ishii in, in RevPro. Uh, and that was, I mean, Ishii's like not even half the size of him. He's a quarter of the size of Walter. 
and you've never seen anything like it this tiny little man just being punished repeatedly and he won um <laughs> volta is yeah volta's got this unique i wonder how many particularly the the u.s audience i wonder how many people have ever seen anything like volta mm. before there was there was a bit of a buzz before he did get in but i mean you wouldn't I don't think it'd be very, very widespread. But, you know, talking about, yeah. you know, a very tall man beating up on a very small one. That's what we're going to be getting. Yeah, that's what we're getting. Yeah, David and Goliath, which is always a cool dynamic. And I think what's cool about it is that Tyler Bate is yes. credible. And it's a David and Goliath situation, but your David is pretty damn strong. And what I'm looking forward to yeah. is, what I'm really looking forward to is these nutsoid feats of strength that Tyler Bate always seems to pull out. And he's going to be doing them on Walter. And I think that's going to just make the whole thing a lot more special. Well, you got this call that you AXT did this kind of uh, preamble video, which uh, was like, you know, the, the the whole thing. You know, they had Tyler Bate at home with his parents. He had Volta. And there was this little bit where Tyler Bate is, uh, he talks about how much Volta weighs. I think he said 130 kilos or something like that. And he's like stacking 130 kilo weights <laughs> up in the gym. So, you know, it's coming. And I just, oh, I, I can't wait to see it. Like, it's, it's going to be a spectacle. It's the whole, it's, it's going to be pure spectacle. It is. I it think. absolutely, absolutely is. But who wins? Chat, let us know who you think is going to win. I don't think win. Volta's going to lose. I think I think Volta's going to maintain. I think he's going to. Oh, he can maintain too. He, can uh, he, he will retain and he will maintain. I think. Yeah. Um, much as I would love to see Tyler win, I think it's not. It's not. It's not time to take it off Volta. He hasn't held it for long enough, particularly when you look at Pete Dunne's reign. I kind of dig. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I kind of dig the idea of Walter having a nice long reign as well. I'd like yeah. the story, yeah, but they probably won't go that far. But if you, no, I don't think they'll, but, they'll, they'll repeat the same. But length, I would but, like yeah. to reach a, a moment where it's like Walter's creeping up on Dunn's, uh, on Dunn's record. Mm -hmm. He's cr just creeping up on it. And then yeah. Pete is like, nah. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the tension comes yes. in though, right? Because, you know, okay, you've got this enormous man mountain guy who's got, you know, who, who can take him down. He's creeping up on Pete Dunn's title. And then you've got, you know, who's going to be the one to take it off him. That's, that's the kind of chase. I, certain wrestlers do, do well in a yes. chase scenario. And I always like Volta as the kind of the prize at the end of the it. You know, boss. he's the, he's the, uh, dragon that you yeah the final boss that's it yeah he's the final boss and whoever they build up to take him down is it's going to be the yep, making exactly of them. honestly i think they're building back to i think they're building back to a match with dunn i think they're just the the yeah. eventually down the road the the big money match is uh another another walter versus dunn with dunn dunn getting his title back i think yeah dunn versus walter to the, the choppening <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And but but even even if they don't go all the way in and I, again, this is like wishful thinking, even if they don't go all the way into the territory where, oh, he's challenging Pete Dunne's record, which which it would mm -hmm. demand a hell a, a, a crazy level of commitment. But even if they don't go there, yeah. I appreciate the fact that they that the NXT UK title that it has long reigns that once a guy gets it. It's just like, yeah, you know what? You're in, you're in this for 150 days plus kind of thing, you know? 
Yeah, it's a meaningful title. I think it gives it it mm. gives it prestige, which is kind of missing sometimes from uh, from yeah. WWE belts. Yeah. I find. I agree. Uh, I mean, like you know, then you get long reigns like Brock Lesnar's, which you know, and he doesn't actually show up. Right. To or defend AJ it, Styles which, when he was no. WWE champion, he was champion for one hundred and seventy some days, something like that. No, over that. Over yeah, that, it was that, more I like think. around 200. Yeah. Sorry about that. And uh, no, I mean, they'll be, they'll be, I, 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 I'd really dig it. I'd really like it if they were able to sort of, so, sort of give it some longevity because it does help credibility. Yeah, around. yeah. Especially seen as they're building up Imperium, yes. this kind of new stable, this kind of huge stable. And I think Imperium are going to be a big, they, well, they already are a big thing, but they're going to be significant, they I feel, in NXT going forward. so good together. Like just the, 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 the basic so cast. <laughs> What's that? I mean, no, no, I just think they look brilliant. I, I they just, just, you know, another Alexander Wolf as well, mm -hmm. the compliment is just, you know, they've got, oh, there's just something about them that, I know they're meant to be the bad guys, but there's a little part of me that's like, I just I, really like you guys. Maybe, maybe it's the Brexit <laughs> thing. Maybe I'm just pining <laughs> for Europe. But <laughs> yeah, I, I got Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the level of restraint that WWE is having in this regard, like not driving down yeah. our throats that these are Europeans, they're mainlanders, you know, kind of thing. That I was kind of expecting that, and I, it could still go that way. Um. So, uh, so I think uh, you, you uh, I, I think Walter's retaining. I think you think as well. Yeah, I, I think, think everyone is, uh, is expecting Walter to retain one last little. I think we all want Tyler, but yeah. Well, let's say we all want Tyler in our hearts. We do, but we all know that Walter's where the money right is. Now, right now, I think there's a, there's more compelling stories and honestly, they're building, they're building to Pete Dunn again. I'm convinced. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, and Despite I'm the fact that. that I'd say, give all the belts to Jordan Devlin. Give them all to Jordan Devlin. <laughs> Jordan Devlin. Now, okay, here's an interesting Ooh, okay, thing, let's right? Let's talk about Jordan Devlin. Because... Oh, hang on a second. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Quick, get, find yourself down, Warren. Come on, calm down. <laughs> so we've got Jordan Devlin's a wild card, right? Because he got a probo saying, oh, you know, uh, you've, I've been left off the card and he's understandably pissed off about it, right? Now, guess who else is coming to NXT mm -hmm. UK? Cesaro. Mm -hmm. Who wants to bet, right? This is my big, this is my, I, I will put money on this. I will put two English cool. pounds because I'm a big spender. I'm a big spender on on Cesaro and Devlin, and that will be a banger. I don't care. There's no That's stakes. It'll be a banger. That's interesting. And I wanted to I, I wanted to close out by asking you what you think what what you think is going to happen with uh, with Cesaro. Do you... I've written it now. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> that, I mean, this is fantastic. Does Jordan Devlin sort of become the the takeover guy who? Who who gets who 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 gets to fight? Who gets the random? Yeah, who gets the random main roster guys? You know. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Jordan Devlin, he he can take anyone, and I like that. He just 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 could just come all takers. I I, I that's actually a really good idea because I don't know what uh, what they're going what what they would do with Cesaro because I don't. No, I was very. The other option with Cesaro is is obviously Cassius Ono. There's the history there. Whether they will, it'll be a team or whether it'll be versus is, yeah, is another question. Cash but. has sort of tweeted out this week. 
that, uh, you know, he said, hey, Cesaro coming over, fantastic, great guy, but the history that we had together, the Kings of Wrestling is a thing of the past, and we're not touching that again. And I was like, Bummer. boo, cold shower, Cassius. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, just, just pee on everyone's yeah, parade, Cassius, thanks. Thank you very much. He could be lying. He could be lying. He's the... He's, he's despicable, but he's despicable. Okay. And for real, we'll close out on this, even though he's not on the card. I think it, it, it means to be spoken of. I, I really, really think that Cassius Ono is having individually one of the best runs in WWE this year, not just him, any amongst all the talent. He is really, I think he's one of the guys right now who is, He's excelling in what he's doing. He, I think he's even going above what he's supposed to be doing. Having fantastic matches, his character work has been impeccable. The English, the the, the American coming over saying, "I know, I'll show you guys what British wrestling is." And he's which instantly because you don't tell us what exactly, to do, exactly. You know? Especially not, especially not an American. But then the thing is, is that it's credible yeah. because he is a savant as far as wrestling goes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've never seen somebody who can take so many losses and still look right. so good. Because you know, he's he's. I, I, don't, I don't know how many wins and losses he's had, but I think the ratio skews heavily in favor of losses, right? But he looks good in every match. And I'll be honest, I didn't get. Gashisono in NXT in the US NXT. I didn't get him as a face. He was very bland, very flavorless. Something started to click around about the time he went heel, but I think this has been it. This is this is the piece in place, isn't it? This, this is this is what yep, he needed. This is the this is the it's the uh he's been given something to chew on, and boy oh boy is he devouring yeah. it. I think he was brought in because you know he is he's a trainer, he's a brilliant guy. He does mm -hmm. like Despite despite it all, despite his bravado, he is a guy who lives, breathes, eats, sleeps wrestling, and he's very, very talented himself. So I really think he was brought... You know, Triple H likes him a lot because he did leave NXT for a while. Yeah. NXT, uh, Triple H brought him back, and he did take a bit of a locker room mm -hmm. leader role. And I think that's what they needed in NXT. They needed a, a solid veteran who could help guide the guys and gals into the WWE style while retaining kind yeah. of the, you know, their own flavor. You know, I think he does play a dual role as far as NXT goes. Yeah, for sure. I think you had a lot of these guys as well. Remember that none of them have, well, not many of them have wrestled in front of uh, that, 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 that kind of camera oriented environment before. So Cassius Ono has, is, is versatile. He's experienced. He's clearly very personable. Uh, and he's got that kind of that specific experience that a lot of these guys are yes. lacking as well. So yeah, it's it's you know it's just having having him at your disposal in in, in it from from an experience and training point of view that must be I invaluable. If you if you're going to be under a learning tree, as they like to say, might as well be under that great big oak sycamore, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, sycamores are very. They have like very droopy, aren't they? It's like his hair. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I can see the metaphor. It, what is working Lord, for me? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't encourage me. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. More tree metaphors in wrestling. <laughs> um. So there you go. Um. Takeover Cardiff. Uh. Good card overall. Exciting. Bad. How do you yeah. feel? 
I'm feeling I'm I think for the most part it's going to be at least solidly entertaining all the way through I think we're going to have a good time but you're going to be watching it on Sunday because you're going to see you're going to go see the Rainmaker the Ace of the Universe and obviously my, my boys are Mpronky 3k which is the main reason I'm Man, there if Rocky I'm honest Romero. You know. You're also going to go see, <laughs> Rocky you're going to go see, uh, you're going to go see uh, Boris Johnson's number one fan. Yeah, he speaks for all of us right Zach now. Saber Jr. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and he cut that promo a couple of weeks ago. I was like, wait, is he, is he a baby face he, now? I don't get it. He, he was speaking from my soul. That's how we all felt. And it's even more pertinent now. But you know, the killer match in that one is going to be Ishi Kenta. Yeah. Watch, just, I just watch out for I that concur. one. So, Laura, we're going to wrap this one out. Why don't you leave the good folks listening, watching right now, let them know where they can follow your materials. You can find me on Twitter at Laura M. Mauro, or you can find my website, lauramauro.com, where you can find all my wrestling journalism stuff and all my writing stuff. Look, you wrote a book. Tell us about your book. Come on, I, I come did, on. Tell I us about write. the book. <laughs> I, I I wrote a book. I've got a collection of short, uh, I guess you would call it horror stories or dark fiction. It's called Sing Your Sadness Deep. It's my debut. I've got an award-winning story in there as well, if that's your flavor of story. Uh, and yeah, and you can find you can find all the necessary links to buy it either on my Twitter or on my website. And if you like it, you know, you could give it a go. Yeah, maybe give it. There's no wrestling there, in there's it. There's no wrestling, but there's ladies with fox heads. There is a lady with a fox head, yeah. And that might be your bag. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> there you go. Just and and but do check it out. We like Laura. We like when she's around. Thank you very much for joining me. You guys know where you can find all my stuff at uh, youtubecom Hayes. You're probably already here listening uh, on uh, on uh, the um, on the podcast and on Twitter as well at uh, at Mr. Warren Hayes. So, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for popping in today live here on this Friday or whenever you do decide to listen and watch this. Hope everyone enjoys TakeOver Cardiff. And, uh, well, I'll see you next time. <laughs>